Welcome to this episode of CTU Speaks, Fighting for Clerks and Techs. Homie, I was taught by a Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher. I learned to read and write from a Chicago teacher, so I'm inspired by the fight from my Chicago teachers. I'm your co-host, Jim Staros, and I'm joined with... The better co-host, Andrea Parker. Oh, why has it got to be better, Miss Parker? Because you can't argue with facts. Anyway, so what do we got in store today, Ms. Parker, for our wonderful listeners? Yes, well, we're talking about the fight for our clerks and our technology coordinators. As many of you all may or may not know, they are being compelled to stay in the building rather than work remotely. There has been Mm -hmm. an arbitrator decision that has said Mm -hmm. that clerks and technology coordinators in our CPS buildings are allowed to work from home four days a week minimum. Possibly even a fifth if necessary. However, um, CPS is not allowing the clerks to take advantage of this right, requiring them to work at least in the building three days a week and taking off two. Many of our clerks are very upset by this. And as well as our technology coordinators, they feel like they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Though they want to take off, They may not have enough sick days or they may not want to use their sick days or their benefit days to work from home. And they are, you know, fearful of they may not be getting paid. Our clerks, as well as all of us as um, CTU members and employees of CPS need our paychecks. And though we know that our clerks are on the right side of justice, if they do stay and work from home, that it may take a minute for them to get their um, their pay. So they are stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. So That's we're right. fighting for them. The court said, you can't do this. You can't just decide that you're not going to abide by a court decision. An arbitrator's decision has the same legally binding authority as a judge's decision. Wow. There's no real difference. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact that CPS is in violation of this is just really crazy that they would violate a court order to try to force people into an unsafe condition. That's not reasonable and it's not fair. No, it's not. And many people have died in the buildings, even though the buildings have been so-called virtually empty, still about 446 adults and eight children have caught COVID during the pandemic while we have been at home. And again, Jim, we are in a pandemic and much of the work that clerks and technology coordinators can do, they can do from home. I've been talking to my clerk and talking to my technology coordinator and I've needed their assistance and they've been able to assist me remotely. I have not had to go into the building for them to assist me. Or many other teachers have not needed to go into the building for them to assist them. And I am thankful for my technology coordinators. I am thankful for the clerks. They are the lifeblood of the school especially yeah. right now during this pandemic while we're working. They are they are the glue that holds the school together. And so they deserve honor. They deserve respect. And if yep. they say they can do the majority of their duties at home, then we have to respect their professional judgment and believe that. Nobody is trying That's to right. get out of work. Nobody is trying to not work. We are trying to work, but we want to live. We have right. families. Um, we have children. Yep. We have uh, we have all kind of responsibilities, and we do not want our life shortened because we are compelled to go into a building with bullying tactics. 
Right. No, I mean, it's really crazy that this is what they're trying to do and how they're trying to force these people into the buildings. And, you know, the clerks are the ones that that really, as Miss Parker said, they're the lifeblood of the building. I mean, teachers, you know, we're in the classroom, we're doing our thing and we're doing a great job at our thing. But all the other things are taken care of by the clerks and technology coordinators. Right. This is one of the big things that I don't think people really understand about how schools function. I'm, I'm just thinking back to when I first started in CPS back like 5,000 years ago, back in 2002. And I came into a building not knowing what the hell I'm doing, right, at all. And again, some people still think that's true about me, but, you know, that's different. <laughs> and but the person who really saved me at, at King College Prep was our clerk. And, and it, here's a shout out to Ms. Gaines. I hope she's a, a, a an avid listener of our podcast. But Ms. Gaines is the person that, and she was so sweet. She would, first of all, I didn't even know all the stuff she did until she retired. And then I found out that's not even what clerks are supposed to do. She was doing all this extra stuff for me because I was doing it wrong. I didn't fill out this piece of paper. I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. I didn't know any of that. And she made sure I never missed a paycheck. I never missed, I never had a day off done incorrectly. And she would do all the stuff and keep up and keep track. She kept track of my subs, my subfolders, everything. She did everything. And she was great, right? And this is the kind of stuff that clerks do in the buildings that we don't really see. But if that starts to break down, that's, one, that's when you see real problems at your schools. And this is what we need. They stepped up for us. They've protected us. Now it's time for us to step up for them. The clerks and technology coordinators need our support in the buildings and they need our, they need our protection. I agree. So again, if you have a strong PPC, you should meet to make sure that you all discuss the needs of the clerks and technology coordinators. We have to work in solidarity. We cannot work in isolation. So make sure that your principal is following the arbitrator's orders. Because the irony is, Jim, that many mm. principals and other administrations, like assistant principals, are staying home. It, even the board of education meetings, they're having them virtually. Mm -hmm. How are you going to have a virtual meeting to decide that everybody else can go back in person? That's, I don't even know. There need to be a new word for that. That's so ridiculous. We need a bigger word than ridiculous for that. Mm. I, I can't think of one that doesn't involve a lot of four letter words. Right. And we want to, I, I, I don't want to hurt Ms. Parker's as much ears. As possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to damage Ms. Parker here with that. So that's uh that's one of those things. And you know, the, the fight for solidarity around the city and around this country is getting stronger and stronger. Just this morning, I was at a, a strike line for SEIU healthcare and they are currently striking some of the, some of the nursing homes around Chicago and, and the suburbs, um, they're getting paid substandard wages. The boss is trying to break the contract that they are. Some of them are starting only $13 an hour. These are CNAs and people who are working with our elderly and they're in some of the highest risk environment and they're not given adequate PPE. They're not given adequate protections in the, in the building and they're not being paid for what they're doing. And it's really insane and it's really crazy. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to SEAU Healthcare, um, who's really fighting hard for this stuff around the city and standing up for the workers and for the health and safety of the people that are in those buildings against the owners 
who I found out today, get check this out. You get this. You know, as Parker, you know, we talk a lot about how CPS spends money on crazy stuff and doesn't help out the kids and the students. And they I was listening to their talk today. The the uh this company, Infinity, got 12.7, if I'm correct, 12.7 million dollars of COVID relief funds and gave exactly zero dollars of it to the workers and the people in the buildings. Mm. The executives kept it. Wow. They just, they just, they just kept it. No. They're like, oh, thanks. Bye. I'm going to go buy like, I don't know, a couple dozen Ferraris, I guess. I don't know what you buy with that. But anyway, they didn't help out the people who are working and making $13 an hour. It is crazy that they can go to a store across the street and make the same amount of money that they can working as a professional within a healthcare facility, taking care of our elderly. It's, it's it's unheard of, Jim. And like you said, ridiculous. And we got to think of a bigger word to explain the illogical behavior um, that is sometimes demonstrated by our employer. We do. And we got two wonderful guests today who will detail the tragic experiences many of our clerks and technology coordinators are experiencing and the hard choices they have to make during this pandemic, either to go into the building and risk getting COVID or to work from home and risk not getting paid. So we're joined here today with a clerk from CPS, Deanna Myron, and with our wonderful recording secretary, Crystal William Hayes, telling us about some of the situation going on here with the clerks. First thing, Deanna, I wanted to ask is what is the work of a clerk on a regular day? Um, what do you do if we were a regular in-person school day, non-pandemic time? What do you guys do? What is a regular job for you? And then kind of switching, how do those jobs put you at risk in a COVID environment? Well, clerks and, you know, tech coordinators, they're both, we're the heart of the school. Yeah. We deal from the students to the parents and then the teachers to the administration. We're dealing with everybody and everything. Um and if we're at school, you know, everybody's coming to the main office or everyone, you know, has a question, kid needs a money for the bus. Like that's what we would be doing in school, um, dealing with everything, you know, that takes place when everybody's in person. But now that everyone is not in the school because this pandemic is going on, we're able to do whatever um, work I need to do at home as a clerk from call, making phone calls to parents about turning in lunch forms, doing orders. Um, dealing with payroll, you know, everything. My job as a clerk consists of being in front of a computer. As long as I have my printer, my paper, and my laptop, I'm fine. Um, okay. On March 16th, when they said we're going to be off for one week, I was the only one in a school of 3,200 3, kids and uh, 500 staff members that grabbed my printer, I grabbed my laptop, <laughs> and I grabbed a case of paper, and I was the first one to sign out device because I just knew I had to do my job because March is when we get ready for graduation and I, I'm the That's purchase right. clerk. So I have to order caps and gowns and diplomas and everything else that goes with senior, senior stuff. So I wasn't walking out for a week knowing I don't have a printer at home, you know, and I right. needed to make sure that I had access to CPS, um, to the, um, big, I, you know, big, so I could get onto CPS, um, stuff so I could do my job. So I sat with the tech coordinator before I left on March 16th. So, I just knew that this is something that was bigger than any of us could ever imagine. And I'm mm -hmm. just staying safe, trying to stay safe. Yeah. 
I agree with that. So why do you think that the principals are still trying to compel you all to come into work if you have proven that you can do the majority of your duties at home um, and do it well? Why do you think CPS is still compelling you as well as technology coordinators to come inside the building? That's a great question. I, I don't know because, you know, um, I'm just, you know, as, as important as the next person, whether it's a student, a teacher, I, you know, I, I, I want to keep my, myself safe. So I, I really don't know why the principals are refusing to um, let us stay home and pay us. Um, but I know that they're being told, I feel like they're being told to, I'm not really That's sure right. what the story is, but they keep, every time I do send that email saying I am teleworking today and I'm available from such and such time, um, I always get the reply back, according to CPS, you are not allowed to stay home and I cannot, I refuse to, you know, pay you basically. Yep. So I don't know why they're doing that because I think they think they could just like, you know, maybe because they don't think clerks are going to stand up with the union. Um, but that's, that's something that I'm here talking to you about is that I want to, us to understand that clerks are part of the Chicago teachers union, you know, um, yes. just because we're not educators in the classroom, we are educators every day dealing with the kids. And that's, that's right. why we're part of that same union. Um, and I, I think clerks really need to understand what that the union is there for them because um, that's the only reason I was able to do what I'm doing right now. Like clerks are asking me, how are you able to stay home five days a week? How are you not, you know, the reason I was able to do it, and it's an easy answer, is because of my union, the CTU, the Chicago Teaching Union. They secured mm -hmm. my ability to telework from home because they're the ones that are keeping me safe, to keep me and my family safe by filing the lawsuit. And and it was, the lawsuit was full of facts, and the arbitrator ruled and agreed, and we won. And then we won again. And now <laughs> yep. we push so much. We push so much that, yeah, guess what? You get to stay home now, clerks, for two days a week. Okay, they gave us that, but that's not what the arbitrator gave us. She told us five days. Then we went back and she said four days. And that one day that they say you have to go in, you have to substantially know that there is physical labor that that's needs right. to be done at the school. And I don't have nothing that needs to be done at the school because there's yep. people there, you know, that are doing it that aren't part of the union. No, that's 100% right. And it's crazy the way that CPS is dealing with a legal court proceeding like they're bargaining for a used car. Like, oh, you said yeah. four days? We'll give you two. It doesn't yeah. work like that. You can't do that. I, You know, if, if I, like, get sentenced to 10 years, I can't be the judge. Like, all right, I'll do three. You can't yeah. do that. It's not how, that's not how courts work. And, exactly. you know, and CPS is trying to force people to go into an unsafe environment. And this is the one business business here in quotes in the world that really should be concerned with the, the health and safety of people. I mean, we're educators. We're supposed to be helping people to do better in their life, whether it's the kids, whether it's the community. And what are they doing? They're forcing people to go back against the law and against their own concerns for their own health. I think that's insane. In my school, we always say that clerks are the lifeblood of our school. And so clerks are definitely important educators in the building. And without them, I don't know how any school will function properly. So we do have on the line Crystal William Hayes, again, our CT recording secretary. And so, again, as we asked earlier, how is CPS or why is CPS constantly compelling clerks to work in the buildings, even though clerks have proven 
that the majority of their duties can be done remotely, just like a teacher. Good evening, everyone. This is Crystal Williams Hayes, recording secretary of the Chicago Teachers Union and um, former school clerk for 17 years prior to coming on board uh, with the CTU. So I am, I want to first say thank Deanna for um, participating. Deanna is an yes. awesome coach. I've been mm -hmm. around for a long time. She's a, she's a union baby and her mom served the union for many years. So thank you, Deanna. You grew up right. Know your mom is happy. <laughs> I couldn't do this without you, Crystal. Uh, it's not me. So, but let for me help answer your question. Thank you, darling. Um, to answer the question about as to why, I, I really don't know. I, I can say, though, it, it just kind of gives me or reminds me of Trump, right? He lost. He refuses to concede. And he has paid so much money, you know, for recounts and everything. And he lost. CPS has lost. As Deanna mentioned, they lost twice, maybe three times. The arbitrator ruled. We've been at the table with CPS. They refused to negotiate with us on this matter. They refused to uh, come to an agreement. This could have been resolved months ago uh, if they had just talked to us, right? Without an elected school board, this is the behavior that we get from the elected and selected board that's serving our parents and our students at this time. One thing I would definitely say is I think one of their motivations, even though it, it doesn't make any sense at all to me personally, I think it's pretty clear that if they can break the clerks and technology coordinators and force them to come in, that's just the next step before they try to force everybody to go in. Exactly. And this is what this is what bullies try to do. They try to break down the smallest part first. All right. Not that it's insignificant. Right. But they take the they they pick on the person they can they can hurt the most, the most directly. All right. The smallest group. So then they can use that as a precedent for, well, why isn't everybody else going? The clerks are there. The tech codes are there. Why isn't everybody else there? That's what they're going to do. And if they lose this issue on the clerks and technology coordinators, then they have no argument at all to try to force anybody back into the building, which is why we have to make 100,000 percent sure that we stand behind the clerks. All right. Because, right. Not just because the clerks are our brothers and sisters in the union, not just because it's the right thing to do. But even if you want to be super selfish, standing up for the clerks is what's going to protect you and your rights and your job. That's what it's about. All right. And it's about the kids keeping them safe. It's about our communities keeping them safe. And again, these are people that are uh, lower wage workers. A lot of times these are a lot of single parent households. A lot of people in black and brown communities that are being directly affected by this in our most affected communities by the COVID virus. It's crazy that that's what that this is their plan. And it's the only plan that I can think of that they're trying to do. Like Crystal said, there is no good reason for this. There's no good reason at all. But this is the reason they want to try to do it so that they can force everybody else to do what they were able to do to the clerks. And we're not going to do that just like we didn't in the strike. We didn't allow them to pick on any one particular group. We stood up for everybody because that's what we do as a union. We're together. We fight for everybody so we can all stand together. That's right, Jim. And can I just add, Jim, to that? Um, when you mentioned um, the, the fact that they're using a conquer and uh, divide and conquer tactic, it, it does set a, a table, you know, and you're right. Even 
with us fighting this, now we're going to have SPED teachers and others fighting, you know, to stay home. Cluster teachers right. are going to be fighting, yeah. you know, with a certain group of students that shouldn't be in the building. So we, we want it, you know, we, 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 what we need now is our members to trust your union. We need you to trust the leadership of this union. We need you to trust the legal department of this union. We need you to trust every department, the grievance, the organizers who are working so hard to bring all of us together and forge forward. So thank you, Jim, your points were um, absolutely right. And Deanna, we know that you're still working um, in the, you work here from home basically five days a week. Can you tell us how is that? Uh, how are you getting paid with that? Because we know that CPS and your principal is refusing to pay you on some of those days. Yeah. So um, there's a schedule that was put out when an accommodations were put into place that I was get to get to be at work on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and then when and then when that took effect on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I send an email into my principal stating that I am available to telework today because I do not feel safe. And I attach the arbitrator's order to that email. And um, she re comes back and says, according to your ADA, you're supposed to be in two days a week. So I have to refuse um, your pay. And I've been doing that every Tuesday and Wednesday, every morning um, before my time starts. And um, I just recap everything I do every single day. And I send it into my uh, supervisor, my operational manager, every single day about what I've done for that day. And they say I'm doing an outstanding job. <laughs> Even though you're doing it remotely. Yes. They said I'm doing wow. awesome. So the job that they say you can't do remotely, you're doing awesomely remotely. Hmm. Yes. Yes. It's interesting. Exactly. That's what that's what I find funny. You know, it just for them to make me try to choose between my life and my liveliness. It's 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 not fair. You know, and I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it for all paraprofessionals. I'm doing it for all the all the staff. And like right. Jim was saying, it's it's about to be a domino effect. The teachers and the clinicians and parents are all going to be saying, I'm not sending my child into a place that's not safe. You know, right. so they're about to be on board with me. And, and um, I hope the other clerks, you know, need to understand. And I think that what they're scared about is, you know, they're, they're, they can't afford to do it. They can't afford it. I can't. I can't afford to do it. I'm not going to lie. Right. No, but there's a lot of spaghetti dinners in my future right now. But <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm doing it because I believe in my union and I believe that I my family deserves to stay safe. This has been a rough year for me and uh, and I, I'm not getting this coronavirus. That's right. I'm not, you know, yeah, the other clerk that goes in, I, I stated earlier, um, she got the coronavirus that sits right next to me. And, yeah. you know, and it it's just amazing that it's not, wasn't put out there. I had to find out the hard way. Yep. No, I mean, and, and it's crazy that we are being forced to do, to choose between these things. But um, one thing I just want to point out that when people are being tried or are uh, losing their pay or losing benefit days, please contact the field staff at CTU. That's one of the things we're doing is we're, we are writing grievances and fighting for, all these people to get their wages and and uh, benefit days back um, because that's that's a real issue for um, for everybody, really. And in the union, because this is a legally binding court order, we believe we'll be able to get that back. All right. So make sure that you're not just saying, oh, I'm going to lose this money. I'm going to fight it. 
right? Uh-huh. But we're going to be able to come back and try to try to win this for everybody. So please keep in contact with your field reps and make sure that you're uh, you're talking to them about any time anytime you're losing pay, they're denying TEL work, whatever that is. Make sure you're contacting us so we can try to fight for you on that. That's right. And though that you may not, and though we are going to win, we know that we're going to win this. And you may not be able to get your funds back right away, but we we will get it. You will get it. We all will get it. It'll be it will be worth it. And I know that uh, the CTU is working really hard to make sure that clerks are staying together and that clerks are supported. Uh, we are. Um, donating to our clerks as well. I don't know if Crystal want to talk more about uh, how um, people can donate to clerks during this time. Uh, what I know of is that there is a GoFundMe that has been mm-hmm. um, started to support clerks and tech coordinators. And I, and I know oftentimes we say clerks, but I just don't want to ever, you know, forget that tech coordinators are being um, uh, forced to go into the buildings as well. And most recently, they're being um, to do audits. And uh, normally, they would get like a six-week advance uh, notice of this. And now they're being told that they got to do this in three in, within the next three weeks. That's right. We'll put a link in the show notes for this episode as well. And and that's another great way we're trying to show solidarity with the clerks and technology coordinators. There's been uh, I don't know over ten thousand dollars, thirteen thousand dollars already raised. Um, for this GoFundMe nice. page, and we'll put a, a link for that already in our uh, in our show notes, so people can go on there and and uh, click on it and and figure out a way to donate. And again, our clerks and our technology coordinators need you. We have over a thousand clerks and technology coordinators that currently work uh, for CPS who are being impacted. Um, by this demand of CPS to be in the schools. That's right. And, you know, one of the other things I just want to point out is that we've already talked to a huge number of parents around Chicago. And over two thirds of these parents do not want their kids to go back into a into a, a building where there's no plan for how to control the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, one of the things that shows just how ignorant CPS is being about this, they claim they've got all these thousands of air purifiers, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, um, that are sitting in a warehouse, right? They're not even putting them in the buildings for the clerks they're forcing to be in the building. I mean, damn, couldn't you use one in the main office if they're going to force you to be there? And they've even got this stuff. So they say, I'm not sure I really believe they have it anyway, but they claim they've got it, but they're not going to distribute it. I mean, this has been their plan from the beginning to try to force us and to try to break the union on this. This is why there was no training for remote learning from March all the way through today, right? Rather than try to actually get kids the best education they can get by helping us to do better with remote learning, they'd rather deny remote learning is going to happen and pretend we can just force everybody back into the classroom um, because that's what their plan was. And whatever arbitrary date they pick, that's what it is. It's just arbitrary. Nobody knows on January 1st or February 1st if everything's going to be fine. Whatever date you pick, it doesn't make any sense. That's how you know there's no plan because they're just picking random dates. That's what it is. I just want to say something, Jim. Um, sure. Clerks, um, techos, teachers, everyone deserves to be safe and without retaliation from the CPS. They need to follow right. the arbitrator's rule and, you know, um, and it's that simple to do the right thing. 
I really want to thank Crystal Williams-Hayes and Deanna Myron for coming in and talking to us today. Thank that you for having awesome. Thank you. It was. We really appreciate what you have. We really appreciate the things that you've said. And again, we know that many clerks are fearful. We know that it takes bravery. It takes courage to be able to stand up for what is right. Uh, we know that many clerks, again, are thinking about just their families right now and making sure they have enough finances for their family. But again, as you all stated earlier, it's like I have to choose between pay and choose between health. Uh, and what do I do? And that's definitely a hard choice um, to make. And we do not want that choice to be hard. We want to make sure as a union that all our clerks are paid for the work that they do and they are paid working in a safe environment as they should. Thank you, guys. again for listening and please tell a friend and we are again ctu speaks where we jim and andrea only speak Mm -hmm. what matters